Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Today's episode is a, a short but uh, relevant one. Um, I want to address uh, the changes in the uh, unemployment checks and the financial situation, not just here in America, but throughout the world as people are struggling to pay their bills um, and keep a roof over their head and food on the table and support their family and loved ones. Um, and <clears throat> we know that financial struggles and challenges uh, can uh, increase our stress and our depression and, and other symptoms. And I just want to I want to I want to say five things to that. Uh, number one is now during this time of financial hardship, if that's what you're going through, if you just lost a job um, or you have a job but you're not making enough to keep the keep the lights on, um, this is not the time to be tough. This is the time to be transparent. And what I mean is that this is the time to talk to someone. First, talk to your landlord. Talk to your landlord. Be transparent with your landlord about what your financial situation is, how much you're making, what you're bringing in, uh, what you can or can't pay. Most landlords are uh, flexible and can uh, will grant some leniency. There are laws right now, at least here in America, that are protecting a lot of people from being evicted. So talk to your landlord. Don't let them strong arm you. Know your rights as a tenant during this time. Know your rights and talk to your landlord. Um, I'm in even myself, I'm in a situation where uh, I've talked to my landlord and it's allowed me to defer my payments uh, for now. I will have to pay it back uh, once things lift. But in the meantime, uh, I've been able to defer the payments, which is a great uh, stress reliever. It's going to suck when I have to uh, pay them the lump sum, but we'll work that out. And, it, and it's not about uh, it's not about me thinking about paying the lump sum. It's about you know, what do I need right now? What do I need right now to feel safe, to feel supported, to feel secure? And I can handle that down the road. Uh, what I actually have been doing is uh, I'm not spending that money. I, I have been putting it off in a separate savings account. So then when I do have to pay it, it's right there. But I don't know what is going to happen during these times. These are times of uncertainty. So I'd rather stack the money in case I really do need it for some type of crazy emergency, I don't know, like leaving the country, um, then, you know, pay my, my rent with that. Um, and I realize that that is a luxury that I have, and I'm grateful for that. But my point is, is that I talked to my landlord, they've allowed me to defer, and now I can feel safe and secure versus paying money every month and not really knowing uh, what the what the um, what the what the situation is going to be uh, throughout this country and, and the state and, and throughout the world. So maybe I need that. I may I may need those funds for an emergency uh, that is unforeseen. So talk to your landlord and see what you can 
negotiate and be honest about when you think you'll be back up on your feet or what measures you're taking to find work. This is a time to be proactive and and find work. But like I said, it's about being transparent and also being transparent with your family members. A lot of spouses uh, don't aren't transparent with their with their family members and their friends about what they're going through, about their struggle, about how much they owe, what their debt is, um, how much they need to pay, how much, you know, a lot of times when people ask for money, they only ask for like a tenth of what they need um, or half of what they need. So if you need 5000 ask for 5000 If you need 200 ask for $200. Um, ask for what you need. And I would even say ask for more than what you need and see where you land. Um, so be transparent because this idea that you can do it yourself, that you need to do it yourself, and I understand as a guy, we, we tend to think that I, I should have this and I'm responsible, and it's my, yes, it's your responsibility, but part of being a responsible person is communication, communicating what your needs are. That is a part of being responsible. I'm sorry if I feel like I'm yelling at you, but uh, there's a sense of urgency that I feel, and I, I know from the messages that I've received from people uh, that some of us need to hear this um, so that when we do talk to people, we're not alone. And, and maybe, you know, it'll be hard to find the answers, but you'll feel 10 times better knowing that you're not just holding all this angst and anxiety inside yourself. So talk to someone, talk to your friends. I have a friend right now who uh, is, uh, is potentially may lose their house, but he, he, he talked to us and he, he talked to myself and some other friends. And, and, and I tell you what, we're going to put our heads together and figure out what we can do and see what the options are and ask more questions and, and dig a little deeper and provide resources. So Know that you have more resources than you think, but you have to be transparent. And that means talk, and that means share, and that means let people know truly what your situation is. Not, don't tell them half the story. Tell them the entire story, all the bills. You have medical bills? Lay that out there. What is your situation? Do you need prescription meds? Ask for help if you need it. Um, and I know it's like, oh, I don't want to come off as needy or whatever, but everybody needs help. Even, listen, even think about uh, the 2008 stock market crash, housing crash. Companies needed to be bailed out, and some didn't even, uh, uh, Bear and Stearns, which was a multi-million dollar company, I would even say billions, they went belly up. So everybody needs help at, at some point, and, uh, and so don't feel bad and don't feel like it means that uh, it says something about your character. It just says more about your condition, all right? It's not about your character. It's about your condition. Oh, that was a good one, Leo Flowers. I like that. Um, and also talk to your creditors. I know you, you, you're avoiding those phone calls. I, I did that. I did that. I did that for years. Uh, but my heart would jump every time I saw an unmarked um, number pop up. Answer that phone call. You pick that phone, you pick that phone up. Pick that phone up, and you tell them exactly what's happening. And you say, listen, I, I would love to pay you, but uh, I just don't have it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm belly up on rent and da-da-da. And uh, is, there, uh, is there a way we can have this conversation a month from now? 
and just checking with me every month and here's what I'm doing. And uh, I would and I, and I've had this conversation with him where I said I'd, I'd love to start a payment with you, but to be honest, I wouldn't be able to maintain that. So if I can call you back in a month, or you call me back in a month and see what my situation is, and then uh, may, maybe we could create a more uh, consistent uh, plan. But you know, it's just about conversing with them, so you don't feel like you have to dodge. I mean, it's kind of weird to like be in your house. And feel like you have to dodge strangers, right? The one place you should feel safe is at home. So pick up the phone, make the phone call, call them, call your creditors. They'd be like, what? I can't believe you called me. And like I said, let them know what the situation is and see if you can work something out or even a reduced plan. A lot of times, a lot of these people, they just want something. A lot of companies that you owe will hire another company to collect money. And, and, and when they take that route, they just want the company to get something. If you owe a thousand, they'll, they'll be happy if you uh, come up with five hundred, because otherwise it was no money. And trust me, like all those are write-offs for the company. So anything is better uh, than something. And uh, so talk to them, work something out, and itemize it. Write it all out on a piece of paper so you have all your bills and all your your credits in front of you, so you know exactly what you owe instead of uh, trying to figure it out in your head and keep it all up there. That's only going to drive you nuts and keep you up at night. So get organized. This is a time to organize. You know, pull out a spreadsheet or have somebody help you with that. Just write out the numbers, who you owe, how much, what are the dates, and and then, uh, you know, you can take that to somebody at some point. Um, and also in talking to your landlord, be transparent about transparent about why you were laid off or if you're laid off or if you're on furlough, like exactly what is your situation. And they understand that the landlord just wants to know that something is coming at, at some point and that you are uh, taking active measures to pay the rent so that, uh, you know, you're not evicted. Um, also, uh, the third thing is downsize. If you have to downsize, do that. I have a friend of mine right now who has an apartment and uh, he has a, a business and he can't afford to do both, so he is um, getting rid of, he's moving out of his apartment and moving into his business. You know, he's just going to sleep in the back uh, for a little bit. And, and that's perfectly okay. If you have to downsize, if you have to take a couple steps back so that you can move it forward again, then do that. And there's no shame in that. If you have to sleep in a basement um, or your car or at a, on a friend's couch, even if it's your family, I trust, tell, I trust, trust me when I tell you this, um, your kids, if, if there are kids involved, your kids are so young that it, it doesn't register to them uh, fully what's happening. Uh, if you go from a nice house to a, a three bedroom, they might complain because it's cramped or whatever, but you know, they still have a wild imagination. And I, I, there's so many th- transitions that I went through in my childhood that I don't even remember, and it wasn't even a big deal. You know, I, I went from living on the north side to the south side and um, having my own room to sleeping on a couch to sleeping in a living room. Like, it, it was just, it was insanity. And, it, but it was just life. Like, I had nothing to compare to um, and, and no thoughts about it. It was just like, you know, this is what it is. You know, cereal for breakfast every day. All right, uh, cool. O- only we as adults uh, are the ones who are, really overthinking the situation. So trust me when I say your children are more resilient than you think they are. 
and uh, and they will get through this and they will get past this. It's all about how you frame it to your children. If you frame it as an adventure, then it's an adventure. If you frame it as the worst thing to happen, then they will pick up on that this is the worst thing that's ever happened. So they feed off your energy. So whatever you bring to it is what it's going to be, and that's how they're going to perceive it to be. So if you have to downsize, downsize. If you have to sell everything, sell everything. You can get those things back. And, and maybe you'll get more back, but there's no shame in taking a few steps back or starting from scratch. There's zero shame in, in bootstrapping. Uh, some, you know, in, in the military, sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to remove all your gear so that you could move forward uh, and, and then pick up the pieces later on. Uh, there's also a bunch of co-op housing if you're Thinking about if you have to move, there are a bunch of places where it's almost like a dormitory style. Um, And I don't know how it is in uh, in other countries, but I know here in America they have like these co-op housings where, you know, families live together. They all have their own room, but they have like a shared kitchen and and shared uh, restroom facilities. And then, you know, you take turns cooking. Uh, One of my sisters uh, lived in a co-op and lived with her son. And her son loved it. Like I said, he, you know, he was young. He didn't know. He was just like, oh, this is an adventure. There's a bunch of people around. There were kids for him to play with. As long as kids have something to do and other kids to occupy themselves with, they're good. You know, you give them a box and, and some, a roll of toilet paper, and, and they're good for hours. Um, you know, give them some of the things that pop, the, the um, stuff that you stuff in, in boxes, and, the, and they're great for hours. So... Um, look at co-op housing. There are resources. I mean, I feel like number one really should have been, well, number one, definitely talk to your landlord and, and be transparent with your creditors and uh, your family members and friends and, and, and tell the world, even your extended family, people who you think in your family that really don't care, tell them because you'd be surprised at how big uh, their hearts are. And there was something else I was going to add to that. The... Because, listen, going back to the co-op housing, remember, we're tribal people. We, we need to be together. So this idea that you can go it alone, uh, no, that's banishment. That's ostracism. That, that was like the worst punishment in biblical times. And even today, trying to do something alone, no bueno. Think of the toughest guy you know. He always moves in a pack, right? The alpha dog or alpha wolf or alpha whatever is never alone. He's never alone. He's always in a pack. So even if, so if, the, if the alpha, if the top dog needs to, to move and be with other people, then you for sure need to be with other people. So don't think that you can do this alone. The alpha knows that, that he or she or they cannot do it alone. Um, and uh, last uh, thing I want to say is you can, if you have bad credit, if you have bad credit, uh, you can start an LLC. Start an LLC. It's like a company. Uh, look that up. Uh, and it will cost you a few dollars. And it will take some paperwork. And I hate paperwork. Um, but if you can bear through the paperwork very quickly in uh, less than 24 hours, you can have an LLC and you can, you can take a loan out under the LLC. You can get a small business loan under your LLC because your company, your business, has its own credit. And 
your credit could be 300 but as soon as you start your LLC, that LLC has a fresh new credit score. And, and, and so you can get the max whatever under your LLC. It has nothing to do with your personal account. So those of you who are like, I need a loan or I need something, take out and start an LLC and then take out a loan uh, through that. And there are websites uh, that can guide you through that. If you live in America, Wyoming is the best place to start your LLC. Some people will say Vegas, but mine is in Wyoming. So go through Wyoming. My, and my point is, is that there are resources, there are opportunities. Uh, you just have to write them out, list them out. Who are your resources? Who are the people in your life that you can call and go to and, and can help you out and give you advice? Uh, you can always still call the 1-800-SUICIDE, and they can guide you in certain directions. Um, your library, they have mucho. The, the public library has so many resources. Uh, and they're not just out there. You know, they're just not about books. They're connected to the, the community, and they're connected to uh, what's going on in, in, uh, in, the, in a political climate, in a cultural climate, and they can direct you to resources. Those ladies sitting behind a desk, and, and guys, the people sitting behind a desk, um, they are tuned in to what can help you uh, get through whatever you're going through currently. So I hope this uh, episode was uh, valuable to you. This is just something I felt like needed to be said because uh, we, can, we can only get to tomorrow together. We're, we're all, all the people who you think are really thriving and doing great, they're, they're hustling to, to keep up that image. Uh, Lord knows I'm, uh, I've been working 10 times uh, harder um, since this uh, pandemic just to uh, stay afloat and, and keep going. Um, so people are out here uh, uh, getting their sweat on, and uh, I, now I'm about to start rambling. I hope this was valuable to you. I hope this finds you uh, in a healthy place, and I hope that the people around you are healthy. Um, be transparent. Talk to somebody. Talk to everybody. Talk to strangers. Hey, here's my situation. What would you do? You know, and it's not about being needy. It's about saying, "Hey, what what would it what what, what would you do if you were in my situation, or or how would you handle this? Who would you talk to? Where would you go?" And and at some point, somebody will say something that makes sense to you. Just keep keep you're a detective. Be a detective. That's what it is. Be a detective. And just keep following the lead. You go one place, they say, go here. So you go there. And they say, now go there. And you go there. And you just keep following the lead until something clicks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Remember, you can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.